Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. You're listening to Star Wars Sessions with Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is where the fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions, the show where Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, is a subject. It's Star Wars Sessions Wednesday, guys. My name is Matt Hudson, a.k.a. Jabba the Hud, and joining me once more in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon is the greatest Star Wars man, Fan and buddy out there. He's the head of Lothal. It's Governor Blyce. How you doing, mate? Oh, Governor Blyce, you spicy Pop-Tart, you, Jabba <laughs> the Hud. How on earth are you, Matt? You all right, Geezer? Oh, I'm very well, mate. It's a really cold uh, Monday today. But I had a good weekend. Went down to see the family. Uh, had a lovely time there. So, um, yeah, looking forward to snuggling down and talking some Star Wars with, the, uh, with, with your good self, mate. How about you? Oh, naughty, mate. Naughty. You know what? I don't mind the chilly weather. This morning, I was walking into work. It's nice and crisp. You know, there's a bit of sunlight in the air. I don't mind that, you know. It's nice. It's gorgeous. I really like it, mate. But yeah, top weekend with family and whatnot. Um, We also went to like a little local farm called Barley Land in Essex, which was lit. Uh, we managed to feed a couple calves, uh, baby cows, saw some birds of prey, didn't manage to. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, there was yeah. a falcon there. The Essex was falcon. Awesome. <laughs> no Ewoks, though. No, no Ewoks okay. or nothing. So, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. But like you said, mate, it's that time of week where we like to shoot the galactic breeze. Yes, mate. Should we, do, should we talk? Should we do some Star Wars? Should we do some talking? Mate, What's happening in the galaxy? Mate. Bigs, dark, blighter. Mate, mate, mate. Oh, another one. Um, another one. And mate, 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 mate. The news. The the the, the thing <laughs> everyone is talking about. Or not thing. That is disrespectful. Yeah, Let me on. put some respect on that, right? Let me put some respect on that. Check yourself. It's Babu Frick. That is the news, <laughs> yes. ladies and gentlemen. StarWars.com gave us an image of a new character that will debut in the rise of Skywalker. Um, guys, if you haven't seen this image, go and look at it. It's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, or just Google Babu, spelled B-A-B-U, Frick, F-R-I-K. I mean, a little bit of unfortunate spelling um, or, or naming, really, but not spelling. Um, anyway, uh, the dude is super cute. He's super, super tiny, too, which is like so good. And um, anyway... StarWars.com goes on to say he is, Babu Frick is, a tiny Anzelan. Anzelan? Anzelan? Anzelan, maybe? We're not, sure what, we're not sure what the hell that is yet. But anyway, a tiny Anzelan. Babu Frick works among the spice runners of Kijimi and can reprogram or modify virtually any droid, regardless of the security measures protecting its systems. Could Babu be one responsible? for C-3PO's red eyes. That is the question, people. Um, now, obviously, in the picture, we see Babu like operating Babu. on some like wiring or something. Babu, I know I can't get over <laughs> it, man. But seriously, I'm, I'm thinking it's likely the red eye thing. You know, it, it kind of makes sense. And if you think, if you actually look at the lighting of this image and you think of the lighting when C-3PO is going on Rambo mode, mm-hmm. <laughs> like... 
it's kind of similar. So it would it would make sense, right? Yeah. And finally, we we also um, on Triple Force Fridays um, live stream um, with Warwick Davis, they 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 uh, brought out all of the new toys, didn't they? Yes. And actually, I think it was on the Black Series toy or one of the uh, three and three quarter inch toys um, with the C three PO figure. He it's it, C three PO. Um, has Chewie's uh, long like caster, Bandolier, right? thing, and yeah. also, yeah, and also Ray's staff. But also coming with um, C-3PO's figure is a little Babu Frick. <laughs> now at the time we didn't realise it was Babu Frick, um, but this little dude comes with them. And the reason I'm saying he's little is because he's real, 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 real he's tiny teeny. people. We're talking, he's got to be like a foot or something or two <laughs> feet, foot and a half. Like he is teeny tiny. He is a little munchkin. We love him. What What are you thinking, dude? He's freaking awesome. I got it in there. He's amazing. Yeah. He's about, I believe he's smaller than BB-8 according to StarWars.com. So he's about the size of, well, about the size of a three-year-old child, probably a two-year-old child. Um, look at yeah. it. Look at his little yeah. whiskery face. It's lovely. He likes to give, <laughs> like to give him a cuddle. He's the one playing around a C-3PO. I, I, there was a picture of um, 3PO, and I think the red, yellow, and blue wires were in C-3PO's like, mainframe bit. So I think that was out there, unless somebody photoshopped them in and I've just been mucked. But I look, it's, it's another new character. He looks great. Uh, he's not uh, Babu Freak's not going to be like the Ewoks. He's not going to take down the First Order. But I just loved seeing this. And the idea that he's like this like, pint-sized little legend... I love it, and again, you know what I say every show. I'm a I'm a law fiend. I love all this expansion of the canon. We've got a new character. We've got a new species, the Anzelans, and the boy works among yes. the spice runners of Kajimi. This is a spicy, spicy little geezer. I love him. Look at his little yes. face, mate. That looks like a geezer. That if I was in, if I was in the chip shop, giving me battered sausage and chips or cod and chips with curry sauce, mate. I'm telling you, I look at him and I'm like. All right, Gazdan, you know, he would be, Babu would be full of all kinds of spice. He looks like you someone would that. have uh, rock you and chips. That. He looks like a rock and chips fella. Yeah, he's filth. Like he is guy. filth. I love him. And and also he looks uh, like practical as well. Hey? Yes. He looks like, like a puppet. He looks which small is amazing. enough to control, yeah, like remotely. Oh, it looks so good. Like the detail, like you said, the whiskers, the detailing on all of it is phenomenal. <laughs> And I, I think it's really telling that he's um, part of an action figure set. I think that tells you it's not just going to be a, you know, necessarily a split sec- second, yeah, yeah. you know, moment in the film. The fact that he comes with C-3PO as well. I don't know. I think it just kind of confirms it. The, the red, the whole red eye thing. It's got to be Babu Freak doing his uh, bad boy remixes, it's you know. Dropping that spice all over 3PO's mainframe. Uh, maybe that's why he's got the red eyes because he's just yeah. injected that spice straight into him. I'm a big fan of Babu Frick, so um, shall we? Is is that enough fricking about? Um, yeah, I think we should stop uh, babooing around, you know. <laughs> I love that little dude. So, speaking of canon, Star Wars canon got some uh, some new boosts at New York Comic Con this week with some new bo- new books and comics on the way. Specifically, we're getting the the official The Rise of Skywalker novelization. Who it's going to be written by Ray Carson. If you, got, if you went back a few months to our canon novel special, Ray Carson wrote the book that most of you didn't like, which is called Most Wanted, the least popular canon book so far. But these, this novelization is going to be expanded upon. It's coming out three months after the film does, so we're going to get extra bits. A bit like the, the Last Jedi one had extra tidbits in it. 
Uh, we're going to get the Clone Wars Anthology, collection of stories from that era. Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall, the sequel to that book, is coming June 2020. A new Thrawn trilogy, Thrawn Ascendancy, which is a prequel set in the Unknown Regions. Uh, we're also getting, of course, the rise of Kylo Ren and the Empire Ascendant. They got expanded on slightly. And bigger news for the comic book lineup. The next Marvel Star Wars series is going to be set between The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It's going to be written by Charles Saul, and it literally starts at the moment Luke Skywalker gets his hand sliced off by Darth Vader. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I'm interested because they've got a little less time between five and six. I think between A New Hope and Empire was three years, I think, canonically. I think there's only one year between five and six. So, I, I you know, nothing amazing. Nothing like groundbreaking. I'm glad we're getting a sequel to Alphabet Squadron. I know that's a, a trilogy of books as well. The Thrawn trilogy, which is a prequel, which is going to be him kind of growing up, like, you know, Emo Thrawn. Uh, that'd be fine. I'm not overly... Emo Thrawn. Emo Thrawn, but he's got a longer fringe. I'm not... I'm not that's going to be fine, I'm sure, but I'm not going to rush out too much for that. The, the official novelisation of the film... And Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall is what's... And the Marvel Star Wars comic is getting me uh, excited. Plus the Clone Wars anthology as well, just because I like the era of time. But you see that entire list. Is there anything which makes you think, I'm going to go out and buy one of those books? I mean, the Thrawn one sounds <laughs> like absolutely awesome. Yeah? Right? Yeah, no, it, I, th- I think it does. Like, I think... Yeah, I know, I know. I'm The, the thing is, man, like, the more and more... We keep talking about canon lore and whatnot. You know, <laughs> there, there are characters that are appealing to me. Babu Frick. And it's actually the characters, of course, Babu Frick <laughs> spin-off film. Come on. No, the, I, I, the, there are characters that are appealing to me more and more. One of them is uh, Dr. Afra, yep. and, of course, our boy Thrawn. But, you know, even if it's um, me reading it, audiobook, or even, you know, to be honest, catching up on it on, like, a YouTube video where they, like, highlight it or mm-hmm. something, you know, I, I still like to hear um, about, about you know, the canon, yep. right? And Thrawn just always seems to have uh, a meatier chunk of the quote unquote in interesting canon mm-hmm. um which is which is awesome and you know other than that the, you know the 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 obvious one is the rise of kylo ren yes right it's coming I, soon mate i cannot wait to read that and learn more about that and i hope i hope it's better than just the standalone kylo ren and snoke comics yes um i'm really hoping for that mate because you know they weren't. They weren't great. They weren't great. They weren't what we thought, were they? No, they weren't as good as what I thought they were going to be. They weren't as good. Like it, it, I actually preferred the Ray one. Mm-hmm. I know that's coming on a uh, Journal of Luke Blywalker. Hint, hint. Uh, wink, wink. <laughs> on our Patreon, another wink, wink. What a king! Um, but, <laughs> what a king, lads. Yeah, little, little uh, shameless plug. But there we go. You know, I, I think it's, it's good news. You know, good news. Yep. Um, and obviously, it was so so painstakingly obvious that the quote-unquote Star Wars um, series by Marvel was going to continue in between episodes uh, five and Return of the Jedi. It was so obvious that was going to happen. So I'm not that surprised. And I'll be honest with you, mate, I'm not super excited by it because, you know, they're okay. The stories are okay, mm. but they're super long and super convoluted. And, you know, I just don't find like you get much like 
reward out of reading them. So that's just me anyway. Maybe I'm being a bit too much of a negative Nelly because you know me, Matt. I'm a comic guy. And you're Mr. Positive as well. Yeah, man. It's just obviously there's, there's, I don't know. Not everything for everyone. No, no. And sometimes just things feel like forced. (laughs) So I don't know. And I think in those eras, you're always going to be constricted a little bit with your storytelling yeah yeah so that's that's just my two pennies worth anyway that's just my two pennies worth all in all though it's good news and it's good news for the canon junkies so i'm sure you're happy dude mate i'm all over this and the thing is poor old master blywalk was going to get his ear chewed off because every time i read one of these i'll be telling him everything that happens the fun thing about the rise of kylo ren is charles saul is doing that he came out um in the last week or so and he's kind of he's put his tin hat on and he said it's not going to be for everyone. Not everyone is going to like what I've done with this, which I don't know if that's just preemptive or if he's just basically being smart, but he's covering himself by saying not everyone is going to be entirely satisfied, which actually intrigues me more to see what he's going to do with this. And I guess the Marvel Star Wars comic, it would be nice to have one set between Jedi and The Force Awakens, but I guess we're still playing in that sand pit at the minute with because the Rise of Skywalker hasn't come out, and I think they want to get all of that out of the way before we even start looking at that 30-year period. But that is what I'm excited for. 30 years is a long time. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to all of this. But something else we were looking forward to, mate, was a little something called Triple Force Friday. Uh, We went along to our our local shopping mall, shopping centre, Lakeside, into Lakeside, uh, over here in beautiful Essex. Last week, I caught upon you listening to this, you spicy legends. Uh, basically, we th- we were hoping that the force would be strong <laughs> with that event. So, Luke, uh, we went along. What did, what did you think of it? Did you enjoy yourself, mate? Did you like what they had to offer? Oh, dude, it was incredible. It was great. And it was perfect. Amazing. Every word of what you just said was wrong. Tell him what you really feel. Now... <laughs> How do I say this? Should I? Keep so it clean. I used um, I used three words. Uh, I used three words to describe the fake one. Um, <laughs> I feel I feel let down. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna like yeah yeah I'm gonna that's, that's got a hyphen in it. Let down. Di- yeah, hyphenated. Yeah, deflated and just sad. Matt, it was rubbish. It was crap. It was rubbish. It was bad. Yeah, it was disappointing. It was wasn't it? it was really disappointing. The Burger King we had was quite frankly fantastic. A nice little offer, nice on the app. A couple of burgers there, but yeah, the actual day was disappointing tonight because we got we'd spent last week's episode, you know, really hyping what we'd seen on the live stream. As you mentioned earlier, on Warwick Davis was building up the hype. We had Anthony Carboni and all those other geezers from the Rise of Skywalker showing us these great toys and merch and everything, which was going to be rolled out and. Well, it was like a tumbleweed got rolled out where we were, and it's not just us either. But it was, it was really sort of deflating. Going up there was such a, you know, excited going out there to spend a bit of cash, yep. and yeah, no, yeah, it was a real letdown to be honest, mate. Long story short, people, we we arrived at Lakeside. I met up with Matt, um, and we were going to hit four spots. Mm-hmm. Um, namely Disney Store, because, you know, that's kind of obvious. Um, Globally, that's a given. Uh, Secondly, The Entertainer. This is a franchise, a brand of toy shop in uh, Britain. 
Um, and they do loads of Star Wars toys there. And I think they've previously done Triple Force Friday. I can't confirm something, that. Yeah, though, they were doing one, but not where we yeah. were apparently. Thirdly, uh, Hamley's, which is, again, it's a British, a famously mm-hmm. British uh, toy shop brand with with a massive shop in uh, Oxford Street or Regent Street in London um and it's and it's like one of the oldest toy shops in the world or if not the oldest toy shop wicked shop but they they they, it's it's incredible but um yeah they have like a you know they're franchise so they got like a store in Lakeside Mm -hmm. too and then um lastly HMV yep um which is like a music shop normally but they normally have like loads of pop vinyls I remember for the last Jedi um force friday uh they they made a big deal out of that and had like posters and pop vinyls and stuff so yeah i was looking forward to it now we went there and the first thing we noticed was disney store mate um it had <laughs> what 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 branding did it have all over it it had an awful lot of elsa and anna and frozen 2 the official a disney store the official supplier of frozen 2 yeah it was just lame like you we went in there and the thing is like it wasn't even like there was loads of frozen two yeah, stuff wasn't. was it there was, more Toy Story there was stuff. like a handful of yeah there was more like well there was like no majority it was just disney stuff and lo and behold on the right side of this store on this little stand i mean for those of you who follow on us in instagram you saw me um posting mm-hmm. pictures of it or a video of it and that was pretty much all of what we saw there was the nine or ten figures you get in their box like the disney still cast action figures and you've got the good ones you've got the bad ones so that means you've got like kylo ren and the boys of ren um <laughs> the, the and boys like of ren. Trooper. the lads of ren you love it you love it, mate. You love it. And then the good guys, you've got like Ray, Poe, Finn, Ajana, Lando, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And um, then like a few like kiddie merch, and that was it. Like in total, there must have been like eight bits of merch, right, Matt? It wasn't much more than that. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Galactic Sis listeners, Star Wars Sessions squalled. That was it. That was all the new Star Wars stuff that we found that entire day. We went to the Entertainer, nothing. We went to Hamley's, nothing. HMV, nothing. Rubbish, naff. We even went and had a little chat with a lovely lady who we can't, or we're, we're not that we can't name, we won't name, in uh, the Hamley store. And she uh, she remembers Force Friday. I mean, she's not a massive Star Wars fan, but she remembers, quote-unquote, like Star Wars events for the last films. Mm-hmm. But for this one, she was like, yeah, no, we've not heard anything. Didn't know, didn't even know it was happening, to be honest. And that seems to be like a common theme here. Now, one thing we did notice, and we do chat about this on our second episode of Pubcasts, yep. which is coming soon to our Patreon. We talk about this more in depth when we recorded our like initial feedback, our initial feelings and reactions uh, to, to this letdown. But anyway... Oh, it was just rubbish. Matt, Matt, take it away. Because I, I don't like being negative or anything, but we've been let down. <laughs> we've been let down. Because even Amazon aren't stocking most of our stuff. Mate, if... Even Amazon... Uh, I mean, yeah, if you, if you want to hear a couple of guys really go really going deep, check out our podcast because we go, we go deep into it. We don't, but we do caveat that by saying we aren't just a bunch of money old guys because there wasn't enough toys there. We go, you know, we give actually quite a very good conversation and yeah there was we, we literally went into disney store when the disney store wasn't doing much that's when we kind of thought ah 
and that was our first store. Yeah, they had those um, figurine sets, a couple of repackaged toys from the last to- uh, Fourth Friday, lightsabers, which again repackaged. They've been there; they were they they go there there every time I go. A couple of kids outfits. I would say that the I said said it on the night as well. The Ray costume for kids looks great. I'd happily buy that for my nipper. It's too small for me. But that's yeah. And, and then yeah, and I <laughs> you sure? Uh, well, I think so. I might about to get my leg in. I, I was. <laughs> I was holding out my hopes on the evening for HMV. I kept saying it, but I was saying if HMV is going to be the saviour because they are, it's a record store, but it's also like it's also become like a sort of like a little pop culture beacon as well. There's lots of obviously they they, they stock comics, they stock Funkos, t-shirts, mugs. You know, it's a little pop culture place. Nothing whatsoever. It, uh, it it was so odd to think that there was such a big buzz for this, and nowhere had. Anything. I mean, I saw lots of people and articles online saying how successful this Frost Friday was, but a lot of people got their merch online, which I found quite telling. There's a good article from um, uh, Jermaine Lucia, who pretty much says, what a brilliant, successful Frost Friday this was. I got everything I wanted online. But there's no irony in that statement. That, is that, it, you know, he, he was, Jermaine was saying that as if that was part of the, the fun, whereas people wanted to go out to... Uh, for you internationalists, Target or Walmart or anywhere else you guys have, other retailers are available. For us, the entertainer, Smives and all that, nothing, Smith, sorry, nothing had anything. And it wasn't just that. I mean, we a couple of guys online, yeah. we saw Neil Larry on Twitter. He said, more like triple zero huh, than Fourth Friday for me. His local town had nothing. So online it is then. And we go into this on the podcast. Basically, it. has it. the That's internet it. destroyed you know this this kind of side of fan culture. I mean, we had a couple of other observations, yeah. but for me, we we just went out to have a good time. And again, we had a, we had a good chat. We had a nice evening. We had a nice nice bit of the old fast food, Burger King. Again, other retailers are available. But after all the hype, especially given the last few Fourth Fridays, it was so weird. It was just like a ghost town. It was a it was a letdown. But yeah, we had a couple of other people saying what they thought. It was a letdown. It was it was a real letdown, mate. It was so like anticlimactic, but it it was kind of bitter sweet, dare I say, knowing that we weren't the only ones to experience. Mm-hmm. Like you mentioned already, Neil had the same experience. Um, but before we go, and I'm just going to mention that I do know some of our friends in America and the states had some great midnight launches. Oh yeah, it was um, some great and pictures. even closer. Yeah, it looked incredible and it looked more familiar like what we're used to. Mm-hmm. And even um, in our closer to home, in Forbidden Planet in London, the comic book store, the pop culture store near Seven Dials and the Google building, that sort of way. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a midnight madness kind of triple force Friday and they got all the new figures and stuff. Their cosplayers come in and whatnot and do do their own thing. And that looked sweet. Now, if I lived slightly closer, it's just the midnight thing Mm -hmm. that that kind of would have put me off a little bit. Um, But also, we kind of thought that, well, we don't need to go to that because, you know, all the other places are going to be doing that. (laughs) We can go like, right, we can go (laughs) after work like on a Friday, have a chill one, go get some new toys and that, and then go grab a like cheeky Taco Bell Burger King or whatever, maybe a cheeky pint. But we didn't even have a pint. Don't start me on a Taco Bell, dude. I didn't. I didn't even want a pint after this. <laughs> I did not want a pint. I was like, no, nah, I'm spirits. too cheesed off for this. <laughs> oh yeah, that's more like it. That's more like it. Um, but honestly, so so there were a few places. There are, it seems like there was maybe a couple places in the more bigger cities 
in probably Europe and the states that had more access to this. You know, so so and and even in America, we had Converse Star Wars uh, Asians mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, um, saying two shopping outlets in Florida had nothing to right. So that's in yeah. that's in continental US. So and they didn't have nothing. Um, we had Hannah Ashton from Australia say doesn't seem to be a whole lot going on in australia either at least not perth yeah. you know and that's a big city that's one of oz oz's biggest cities you know like and, and they, ain't got, they haven't got anything and it just seems weird but especially it's the amazon thing that don't get that gets me mad yeah. amazon doesn't even stock a lot of these figures until this friday and for some figures next friday yeah it next was friday that's it's weird. mental and we had uh, our yes. European chums as well. Like the, uh, we had a couple of get, get guys in France, a couple of guys in Germany and elsewhere. Nothing at all either. Some of the pops aren't being distributed to the UK until December. How about that? What? How about that? What? That is that's I want my Tico pop and I can't get it unless I get it internationally, but I can't get my Rose Tico pop until December. That's ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get it. But we, we, and I'm sure we'll talk about this more in depth in the future. Mm-hmm. I'd like to do an episode on collecting and toy making, but I think it comes down to a few things. I think it comes down to demand, um, supply and demand. I think there's been a big supply issue um, here, but also bearing in mind that, you know, the truth is kids aren't playing with toys as much anymore. Yep. You know, and and that's not reflective. You know, you don't see like Marvel toys, like selling out the shelves and stuff, like kids running out to get loads of Marvel toys. There are Marvel toys, yeah. And they are, you know, cool in places if you're a Marvel kid or Marvel fan Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, You know, but that didn't stop it from becoming the biggest film of all time, you know, Endgame. You know, so I do think generally there's the culture is changing. Video games have changed things. The internet has changed things for definite. Toys R Us not existing. That definitely affects this. Definitely affects this. But, you know, it's a letdown, but sure. But, you know, it's not it's not the end of the world. It's just really disappointing. That that is the that's the that, that is the perfect kind of like uh, encapsulation. Always, you know, at the end of the day, we can sit here and you know be disappointed. It's not the end of the world. I did want a couple of black series to go on my bookshelf, but alas. I shall have to wait a little bit longer, but there was there was it's just a fourth Friday hype. You get you buy into it, and it, you want to join. You want to be there. With everybody else joining in, and it seems like a lot of people didn't. An awful lot of people didn't. So there was a lot of people who were disappointed by it. We, we dove into that in our like I say in, in pubcasts, and I, I I think it's a lot of it's down to the internet. But again, it's all on there. We 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 went off for about what thirty thirty five minutes, just freestyling, and it was a it was a great chat. But yeah. It was it was disappointing. So um, should we move on to something? So a few a few little news stories are slightly nicer. Yeah, let's do it, mate. Let's do it. A little roundup elsewhere. No, no, elsewhere. So Dennis Lawson is apparently returning as Wedge Antilles in the Rise of Skywalker Rebel Force Radio. Our chums over there have confirmed. Uh, Dave Filoni says he used IG Eleven, IG Eleven, in the Mandalorian, as there was less baggage <laughs> and more scope for storytelling as opposed to using IG Eighty Eight. A fan has paid three thousand dollars. Or 1,700 quid for Ewan McGregor's Padawan Rat's Tale. Yeah. And, <laughs> and finally, Adam Driver and Mark Hamill teamed up online to successfully help find a missing dog. So uh, awesome. some lovely stories there, mate. 
Yeah, it's awesome. See, even when we're having a Debbie Downer, no offense to anyone called Debbie, that's just the thing we say in the southeast of England. Debbie Downer. Anyway, um, there's still good stuff coming out of the woodwork. I love the little cheeky IG-11 mention. Yes. I mean, it makes so much sense. It's just stating the obvious, what we already knew. It's like, yeah, guys, it just means I can play around more with the character. Exactly. yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah, well, what well, I mean, and and it also tells me pe- some people have way too much money for a bit of hair. You're going to hang on the wall. I mean, I'd love to spend seven hundred pounds on Ewan McGregor's um, mane, but I'm afraid it's not going to happen either. <laughs> Where Chantilly's <he's> coming back, <laughs> sweet, but that's not confirmed by Lucasfilm. That's uh, so our buddies over there, Rebel Force Radio, have have said they've got solid, concrete confirmation from uh, Dennis Lawson's uh, representatives. So apparently, Dennis Lawson's agent said, "Yep, he's coming back," but. So, I, I mean, last time I saw Dennis Lawson, uh, sorry, Wedge and Chili's, in the Aftermath trilogy, he wasn't doing so well. Still alive, but he was injured and uh, in a, you know, his leg was knackered, for want of a better term. So I'm interested to see if he does come back in what uh, in what form function that's going to be. But yeah, okay, and, uh, let's face it, Adam Driver and Mark Hamill coming together to find a dog. That is what the internet is for. Yeah, what a beefcake, what a beefcake. <laughs> Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, a.k.a. Ezra Bridger, and you're listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy the show. So now we have something so hot and spicy, Mustafa may even adopt it as their national dish. On Star Wars Sessions, we've got one of the leading heads of hair in the business in Luke Bly. It's wonderfully quaffed and it does blow beautifully in the wind. But now there is another over the past few weeks and episodes, we've been discussing and shouting out a new documentary entitled The Empire Strikes Door, which dropped last week. Uh, and it's a dive into just what, just who sorry, was that stormtrooper who bashed his bonce in A New Hope. Uh, the documentary is magnificent, and we're so pleased to say that we are joined by its creator and also owner of a fine mane. It's Jamie Stangroom. Jamie, how are you, man? I'm doing all right, mate. Thank you. How, how are you both? Oh, mate, it is so good to have you on. It's amazing that we've survived this beautiful English weather. But most importantly, we can chat about the stormtrooper who knocked his head in A New Hope, which is a bit mental that you were able to create this amazing documentary, Jamie. Won't lie to you, mate. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't sure I could create it. And actually creating it was never really the intention it was supposed to be just a little kind of five minute interview with the person but it turned out there were a number of persons claiming it and that's when it kind of spiraled out of control basically and three probably over three years later we have what we have that's mad so what made you wake up one day and decide right this is what i want to do i want to devote like you say what three years of your life basically to solving this mystery yeah, this is actually probably one of the more mundane things I've woken up thinking about, to be honest. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it was it was actually um, it was actually so I'm a channel. I mean, I'm a kind of I'm a I'm a regular YouTuber, if you like. Um, I pop up every now and again. And what I kind of started with was, I guess, in 2015, it was ahead of The Force Awakens coming out and the big announcements were we're here, like Luke's re- returning, Leia's returning, Han's returning. And I thought that's all well and good, but what about low grade Ewok and Ula <laughs> and, and the guy who played Jabba the Hutt's tail? Because there was a guy in Jabba the Hutt's tail. That's you know, where it. Are they? That, why, why aren't that's they the unsung back? heroes. So um, I, I, 
Exactly. So I did like a series called These Are The Actors. You're looking for, I'd go and find these guys. And as you all know, being in the UK, we're kind of well-placed to find most yes. of them. And yeah. they're pretty easy to find um, because you just Google their names, or at least the character name, the actor name will come up probably on Wikipedia. And then you'll find out they're appearing at every single <laughs> convention for the rest of their <laughs> lives. It's, you know, their pension part, isn't it? So um, it was generally quite an easy thing. And I'd go and find them, I'd do an interview with them and also make a kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, audition tape to sort of show Disney what they're missing out on, maybe, you know, maybe getting back in a future film. And the one, mm -hmm. this is all really easy, you know, Paul Blake, Greedo, uh, Dave Prowse, Darth Vader, Mike Edmonds, who, who wasn't just uh, Jabba the Hutt's tail, he was also uh, an Ewok and a few other roles as well, but I like to focus on the Jabba the Hutt's tail. <laughs> and what is a CV, exactly, that's the highlight. And... Um, Ula as well, the dancer, the Twi'lek, oh, is it Twi'lek oh, yes. or Twi'lek or, or I don't know how you even pronounce that species of alien, but uh, anyway. It depends if human. you're northern or southern, <laughs> doesn't it? Does it? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm in the middle, I'm on the Midlands. Um, oh, so, there we go. Yeah, they're, all, they're all easy to find and um, actually what the person who was, to begin with, the hardest to find was not find, but get hold of as Ahmed Best, who was Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he was the one who kind of when I got hold of him and we did the interview and took a long time to get it out, but that's sort of standard people who subscribe to my channel of which there are not many, but they'll know that my uh, turnover rate is, is kind of slow. So when I eventually got the Ahmed interview out, that kind of had a, a mini explosion with the channel. It sort of went from zero subscribers mm. to like 10,000 overnight, <laughs> all because of the Ahmed best interview. So people were like, Oh, that must have been so hard to get him. And, uh, how did you find him and how did you get him to agree to it? Yes, it was hard, but the hardest one was the stormtrooper uh, who bumped his head, um, <laughs> so to speak, because like I said earlier, you type that into Google and you get like 35,000 or million even, I can't remember what it is now, um, responses. And there's a couple of people that claim it. At the time, there was two people mm. and I ended up with three. So wow. why did I wake up and think about doing it? It kind of... Um, like I say, spiraled out of control. It was just meant to be a short interview stroke audition tape, which would have been probably the easiest sketch to write of all time. <laughs> and that's it. You know, the video goes online, probably get 500 views and I get on with my life. But no, it turned into a, I, I find it, I find it slightly weird to say documentary because it doesn't feel like one to me in a way, but I guess that's the closest mm. uh, genre we can sort of uh, link it to. Uh, and yeah, it was not the intention. It just ended up this way. It's incredible. And I, and I think one of the things that I got from the documentary, especially, was the diversity in the people involved, right? You have so many different characters that were involved in the original 77 film, but also um, Martin, right? That was that was the gentleman's name. Martin Reed. Right. Martin Reed, Captain Birdseye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it, Captain Birdseye, right? Now... Me and my missus, we watched this, okay, and our hearts just, like, sunk for this guy. Like, we just fell in love with him. The dude is an absolute legend, right? But what got me was, like, almost – he was almost, like, blissfully unaware of how much of a big deal, you know, what he supposedly – you know, whatever, whatever side you kind of, like, sit on, how much of a big deal his role was. It was like – yeah, I mean, my daughter said, has told me it was kind of a big deal, but she has the computer and stuff. I was like, wow, this guy is a legend. He doesn't even know 
the memes that have been made out of him, like the the incredible <laughs> pop culture references, right? I mean, that must have been amazing to see and experience, right? Yeah, and you know what? I feel a bit bad. I don't think he even knows that he. Um, are, are we doing spoilers, by the way, on this in this interview? Um, I think it'd be hard not to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, sure, look, sure. Sure. If you haven't watched the Empire Strikes Door yet, and you and you intend to, and you want to go in not knowing who we think it was at the end, then uh, what should we <laughs> what should we say? Ten second warning to. Yep. To yeah, yeah, mute, yeah. Ten mute seconds. The podcast. So yeah, mute this podcast just for just for a minute, maybe. Okay, so are we good now? We're Shall good. I proceed. Let's do it. What was the question again? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, you know, I genuinely, uh, I genuinely don't know if he knows yet that he was the winner in inverted commas, um, because I don't think we can officially say that he is the one without, you know, any official documentation on Lucasfilm, which I don't think even exists to be honest. Um, but I've not. I've, this is my bad. I've had a lot going on with with this coming out and also moving flat at the same time, and I'm preparing for a trip. Uh, it's taken me out of the country for like uh, nearly three months. So it's all happened at once. And I, I'm just complaining here. I'm just, you know, I've got a lot to get off my chest right now. <laughs> so uh, I've just not emailed him basically to tell him it's out and to tell him he won. So I don't think he knows. So hopefully he's listening to this and, and he's about to find out. Um, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah. What you said is, is, is bang on because um, I, I'll never, Michael Leader, I'll never know um, <laughs> how he really felt about it being him whether it was him or not, right. you know, whether he was really proud of it or not, um, how much he cared about it. Laurie, who I've gotten to know pretty well, I'm probably the best out of the three of them, actually. Mm-hmm. He wants it really badly. As, uh, it's yeah. quite, you don't need me to tell you yeah. that if you watch the, watch the film. Sure. Martin, sure. Martin just from email one, because that's how it all started, he's just had an air of, look, I know it was me, but if, if you don't think it was me, if nobody believes you know, it, it wasn't me. Then it, it, it's 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 all good. I don't care. I, you know, I'm fine. I'll carry on with my life in Henley, uh, with my lifetime supply of fish <laughs> fingers. I, I will be absolutely fine. It's not a problem. He did have the air of just like I'm here for the ride. It's fun. I know it was me, but yeah, what whatever will be will be. And yeah, he did come out as the as the kind of I say winner. In, in the end, it's down to my opinion, and I guess also the jury that I put together. He got the most votes, but really, I mean. The most, the most evidence I was able to get hold of all linked to his story, really. All I can think of when 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 I was uh, watching Empire Strikes Door, I mean, I was kind of rooting for Martin anyway. Like, as soon as we met the guy in the documentary, I was like, this guy's a king, right? I'm sold by this dude, right? And by the end, right, You, I, I found out, oh, you've got, like, a, a little government a little assembly to vote on it all of different star wars influences which mm-hmm. i thought was really cool i saw like i saw like alex from Star Wars explained on there and whatnot mm. and of course armored best right there's some really cool people on there and literally as soon as we saw the results of yeah the majority kind of went with martin all i could think of was that meme where palpatine's going i love democracy <laughs> you know it's perfect <laughs> of course that's 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 how it works right but yeah, the guy just was no, sorry, yeah, no, no, you finish, finish what you're saying. You're, you're the host. I rudely interrupted. No, 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 you you go, mate, you go. We, we, we're here for the Stangroom, mate. We want all the Stangroom spice. Here for the Please, hair. carry on. If, if you insist, let me let me provide that spice. <laughs> I'm spice groom. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, I hope that doesn't stick. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, Martin was just very cool, very chilled out about it. And I didn't want to writing the voiceovers because you know the thing with this is i didn't have a crew following me around sometimes i had help from mates, mm-hmm. so i wasn't able to mm-hmm. document every moment you know 
uh, in the journey, if you like. I wasn't able to because some of it happened when it wasn't intended to be a documentary. Um, and some of it happened when I'm, you know, just on my own in my, you know, emailing people. It's just mundane. And I'm, to be honest, I'm not thinking uh, in that kind of way at that time. But as it kind of grew, I started to get more help and started to think, right, okay, I should be covering this moment where mm. I'm attempting to speak to this person, etc. So I wasn't able to cover, you can probably tell when it's, um, you know, I'm not claiming that this is a me live trying to call Michael Lee, don't get hung up on. I think people can probably tell that's a reconstruction, <laughs> uh, if you like. Um, so I wasn't able to sort of tell the story, I guess, as I wanted to. So a lot of it, in hindsight, this is. Um, so a lot of it was sort of reliant on the voiceovers. And one thing I wanted to do when I was writing them was to sort of not signpost too much about what mm. I'm learning as I go along, because mm -hmm. I wanted people to sort of, you know, when you hear Martin's story, you hear Laurie's story, we don't get to hear Michael Leader's story. You then get them both on the bed and we get a few more nuggets. That's where um, Martin mentions a laugh. And that's where Laurie says there was no second take mm -hmm. after he bumped his head. Martin says there was a second take. Then I speak to Gary Kurtz, who says, oh, yeah, he bumped his head. Then we did another take. Now, that could have been a moment where I'm like, voiceover, you know, this was it. Right, you know? right, the right. started to fall into place. But I kind of wanted to sort of let the viewer um, sort of start to work that out for themselves mm -hmm. as well, rather than me sort of just spoon feeding and signposting. So hopefully it's like a, like you said, you were rooting for Martin from the beginning, hopefully it's something that you can sort of play along with, if you like, because everything you see, I then sent to my jury members and, um, you know, and then we come to that sort of verdict. So, yeah, I didn't want to sort of signpost it too much. And I sort of, in a way, wanted people to play along at home, I guess. Fun game. I was in Camp Martin as well. I've got to admit, nothing against the other guys, yeah. but I mean, you mentioned Laurie Good. I've got to talk about Laurie because the guy, I mean, he seemed so certain that everything would fall his way. And just two, two things I wanted to mention about Laurie, because he seems like a great guy. One of them was when you broke the, the news to him following the polygraph test, for me watching and Luke as well, it was one of those moments where you're sort of holding your fist like, oh no, because it's such an awkward moment mm. to watch. How was it to be in the room with him during that kind of Mexican standoff when he's got the news that, you know, hit the polygraph test didn't go his way? And secondly, how many times did you listen to that song that he sent you? Oh, well, that, that really came down to the editing, you know, because <laughs> I, I edited it myself. So, yeah, I heard it far too. I mean, I was I was annoyed with it before I got to editing, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and I, but I, I bought it. I paid for it on iTunes. I say that in the in the film. He got, he got 99 pennies out of me. But, um, yeah, that song, bless him. Um, <laughs> he took it off YouTube, but it is now back on. So, actually, I think I've added it in the comments on the video description. So, if you want to go and experience and experience it in all of its, I don't I'm know. It's still it is, haunting by it. Three and a half, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's haunting, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, the song, yeah, I'm trying to erase that from uh, my, my, my life right now. But it seems to follow me wherever I go. Um, the the room being in the room breaking the news to him yeah. was honestly honestly horrible it really really was and i i say yeah i say uh afterwards you know that was probably the hardest thing i've done you know uh yeah. in terms of <laughs> it seems weird to say professionally um but you know what i mean um it was really difficult and i looked over at charlie who was uh, filming for me because i did have help that day <laughs> and bodyguard you know, honestly some of these interviews it'd be me with three cameras set up, you know, some of which are mobile phones and uh, I'm doing the sound, I'm 
you know, hoping the cameras are still recording and I'm interviewing whoever I'm with. Um, but this on this occasion, I did have Charlie with me who, who played a blinder because he was on his own and had a lot to cover. And I looked at him during that moment. And there were a lot of moments because there was a lot of silence, a lot of awkwardness. And he was he was literally cringing. And it was. Yeah, it was it was the um, the record scratch moment of the of the documentary, yeah. really, because it, it is supposed to be a bit of fun. You know, the the whole idea of it is fun. And and, and I'm not going to name who they are. And, and I wouldn't normally read something about me because. Well, the problem with YouTube is you have to kind of read the comments when you're small like me because engagement's important course, to yeah. try and apparently beat the algorithm. Of course, so you do have to read the course, comments and yeah. apply to them, and therefore. Yeah. Um, but obviously, in some ways, I come from a radio background, and there was uh, a lot of protection over text messages with certain people that uh, listeners were sending in because there's some pretty vile stuff, mm-hmm. and you don't want people to react badly on air. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't normally read stuff that's. I'm not, you know, I don't need to read, if you know what I mean. So if I saw a review and I thought, this is probably going to be a bit nasty about me, I won't, I won't read it because it's not going to, it's not going to help the algorithm for me anyway. <laughs> so I'll ignore you. But I actually, someone tweeted a review to me uh, this morning and I'm not going to name who it was. Um, I listened to the review just out of interest, I guess. Um, and, I, and I didn't, I'd never heard of the podcast before. So I thought, ah, maybe they're nice, maybe they're nice. And it was like, they tore it apart no. and not, in my opinion, for the wrong reasons, because they just took it really seriously. They were like, I mean, all those yeah, jokes. Why, why were sure. all those jokes for? I, was, I ended up skipping the jokes because I just, I just want to get to the point, you know. And um, and anyway, basically, these guys are sort of, uh, I believe, autograph uh, professionals. So they know the kind of ins and outs of all of these um, actors that I'm talking about, like Chris Barn, who's yeah. in it, and Michael Leader, and what have you. And yeah, they were just annoyed basically that there was humour in it, and that's the whole point. It's it's meant to be a fun thing that might answer a question that we sort of care about. Yeah. But yeah. that moment was the moment. Sorry for that tangent, but that <laughs> moment was the moment where it was like, oh god, this isn't fun anymore um, because it is his life in a way. Because you know he does the conventions more than anyone else. Um, yes. Certainly more yes. than Martin, and obviously Michael Lee was dead at this point, but he wasn't a particularly as far as I know, he wasn't a particularly big hitter of the convention circuit. So for Laurie, it was a big, big, big thing. And we'd gotten to know each other as well. So he had gotten to, well, he was, he thought I was joking. I, I mean, I couldn't, I, I think he says actually in what you do see, I think, are you serious? Are you serious or something? He said there must have been a mistake that, as that, well, yeah. Yeah, that went on for quite a while. Obviously, I couldn't put it all in because... You know, I had to got Peter Jackson into director or something. <laughs> with a with a lot of lot of footage, but he, you know, he it took a long time to convince him. I'm not joking. Like, this is you know, this is this is the result, and it was horrible. But then at the same time, for me, the polygraph test, in a way, was something we could do to maybe help us get towards an answer. But they weren't the yes. answer. You know, because yes. I really don't think yes. inclusive. No, you need you need you need a multitude of different things to I think come to your own conclusion. But that was definitely for me, and I know for like people that I've worked with who watched it, um, and my misses. You know, that was definitely you know a key factor mm-hmm. to kind of making the conclusion. I thought it was super interesting, and also. I totally uh, respect what you were saying there, Jamie, about like people taking it too seriously. Because at the end of the day, man, like. You know, we're here, we're talking about a made-up universe. 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we're, we're here exactly. talking about a galaxy far, far away. You know, calm yourself a little Have bit, a bit mate. Um, yeah, no. Because this, this we, guy... we know the feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, and, and, you know, it's sort of part of the reason why I felt this was right to release because I think, um, I think, I mean, I was always going to release it. I spent three years of my life <laughs> on it. But, um, I mean, it, it felt right to release it because... You know, I, I don't get involved. If you look, I mean, at the moment, my Twitter is all about the Empire Sex Door, of course, because mm-hmm. I'm trying to get people to see it. Um, but sure. I don't really get involved with the kind of um, the fan politics or anything. I, I've, I think I've, I've only ever probably engaged in it once when I sort of inadvertently got dragged into it because I did an interview with Tim Rhodes, yes. the Admiral Akbar. Oh, we spoke about yes. that on this show and too. We, right, we spoke well, positively. <laughs> Good. I mean, because at the end of the day, the people that were attacking lines of his that were taken out of context by certain websites didn't watch the interview where 90% of the time, there was some sadness in there and there was some negativity, but 90% of the time he had a smile on his face. He had his tongue in his cheek, you know, it was to watch the interview and get the true context. Of course. Rather than just using it as another reason to bash filmmakers, you know, people who've studied to, you know, learn what they're doing, you know, and... Ah, but anyway, that's another thing. So, um, yeah, I think there is a bit too, there's too much, uh, too many serious, or people taking it too seriously out there. And and this was meant to be a little bit of fun. And, you know, when I heard this review this morning when the guy basically said, well, I pressed play because it seemed interesting. Um, And there was a joke. (laughs) There was a joke. There was a joke, so I turned it off, you know. Like, and it's like, well, if you don't get that this is, probably going to be you might not be something you find funny but if you don't get it this is probably not going to be a totally serious thing even from the yeah. title the empire Strikes <laughs> Back, then it's yeah. not for you really and there just seems to be two sort of i don't like to say tribes but i'm going to say it i can't think of a better word at the moment just two tribes of star wars fans at the moment it's almost Big like time. brexit it is almost like brexit <laughs> you can't just be in the middle you're either a brexiteer or you're a remainer aren't you you're one or the other Great point. And I think even the other day we had on our um, podcast show someone asking us, uh, I think they're an American fan, bless them. They were like, oh, um, what's, what's one of your favourite moments uh, from the EU? And I was like, well, I, well, I I definitely don't think they mean the European Union um, because that is there's like a thousand and one podcasts about that at the moment. And Star Wars is is about escaping that, right? I don't want to be talking about real world stuff in in star wars and and i think people from both sides are dragging it into to to the story into the franchise and that sucks but the truth is that's a minority of people the people that are going to be going to the cinema in december right the millions of people that are going to be packing out the cinemas watching the rise of skywalker the last of the skywalker saga you know they're not going to care they're not going to care about all these politics and made up rubbish but that leads me to a question Oh, go on, Jamie. What, how are you no, going to no, reply to that? I was, I was just going to agree with you, and you know, because we forget that there are many, many millions of just casual fans who have no idea that this yes. even exists. This debate we're having, you know, spot on, spot on, mate. And that leads me to to a question I've been wanting to ask you. Okay, mate, mm, what is yeah. your favorite? I'm sure you have your favorite Star Wars film, right? A lot of people do. Me personally, it's Return of the Jedi. I love Return of the Jedi. Um, But I wanted to ask you something just slightly different. What is your favourite Disney-era Star Wars film and why? 
That's a great question. And I'm going to try and answer it hmm. without... Uh, I'm a good fence sitter. I'm, I'm comfortable on a fence, yeah. but I'm going to try and get off it for you. And it's right right now, and I will get off the fence, but while I'm still on it, on, mate. The Last Jedi or Rogue One. Rogue One. <laughs> like so, solo I liked okay. um, I took about two months to go and see it I just wasn't in a hurry and that wasn't based on not liking The Last Jedi because I've already just revealed that I liked that. The Last Jedi um, I, just, I just wasn't in a hurry to see it and I enjoyed it, it was fun but I could have lived without it at the same time and yeah. uh, Force yeah. Awakens was, 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 was I, I really enjoyable um, sure. The Last Jedi I feel like I've gone for a journey with it because I saw it the first time and I was very lucky I got to because I was doing some interviews for um, for, uh, for a magazine a video magazine mm-hmm. and um, I got to go on the press junket and interview somebody, somebody the guys from it and the night before I went to the press screening which was like a good four days before it came out and I watched it and like it was I like for most people it was a very surprising Star Wars film. Yes. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. I came you know, I came out of it not really knowing how I felt, but deep down I thought I liked it. But then I started to think, hang on, but and was I caught up in the kind of atmosphere of where I was because Ryan Johnson did a speech before and there was a few of the actors there doing speeches and, you know, the atmosphere was wow. quite, you know, everyone was, I've been to a few press screenings and they're normally quite boring affairs, but this one people were like sort of whooping and cheering and clapping and stuff and, so you kind of, it was like, I think I liked it, but then was that just because of the occasion, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not often you get to see, you know, the director introduce it and what have you. Um, so I just had to see it again. And the second time I saw it, I had the worst hangover. Actually, I've had worse since, but at the time it was the worst hangover ever. And I was like, I can't be doing this. I just can't be doing this. That was life in general, to be honest, at that point in time. Um, so I still wasn't sure. And I think then I saw it on a plane and I fell asleep during the Canto Bite bit. Like, before Canto Bite started, and I woke up pretty much after Canto Bite had finished. I'm like, brilliant. Love this film. It was great. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure of it now. And I've seen it all since. And I've, I, there are bits I'm not sure about and bits I'm not keen about, of course. But overall, I think it's great. But I feel like Rogue One, I would... If you said to me now, Jamie, you've got to watch one of these two Star Wars films right now. You have to do it. You've got to. Simple as that. Um, which one would you choose? I feel like right now I'd rather watch Rogue One. Yes. Why? So I'm going with Rogue One. This guy can come wow. on every week, guys. Thank you very much. There, there are <laughs> so many people I know that like Rogue One. Is there not? It's not just their favorite Disney era Star Wars film. It's now like their favorite Star Wars film. My brother, one of my mates at work, Dan Sexton, my boy. Um, you know, like there's so many guys that like they hype Rogue One. They absolutely love it. But I, I get your sentiments of The Last Jedi, Jamie. And I think it, as time goes on, right? And once people see episode nine, if they play their cards right with episode nine, I'm yeah. telling you, The Last Jedi is going to age beautifully. I don't love everything in it. And I've been very vocal yeah. about that. That mm. I think the humor, you know, it's a bit off. Um, there's a few things I'd do differently, but hey, you know, I'm not a filmmaker. Ryan made his choices. And I think he made some very brave choices um and i think and i think actually in the long run it's going to be really liberating and brilliant to look back at um as as the eighth installment of this saga so it's great to get your opinion on that mate yeah no i i agree i absolutely agree with what you've just said and i think it will age well like you said and i think the thing with the thing that sort of leads me to rogue one i think it's not as brave as the last jedi but the thing is it's the force awakens had the kind of the sort of 
reintroduction, you know, re reigniting yeah. the flames for the old fans with all of the characters and and the and the universe, most of the universe that you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it also plays so. card rights, I think, in sort of getting the interest of a new generation of fans. But it did that. It ticked the kind of nostalgia boxes, but it didn't offer much new. Whilst Rogue One ticks the nostalgia boxes, but it also offered a new Star Wars experience for me anyway. Spot on, mate. Spot on. And we're talking about episode nine. It would be folly. It'd be remiss for us not to actually get your thoughts on it because we've got what less than three months to go. Obviously, you're off, 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 off on a break. But um, are you going to find time to see the Rise of Skywalker? Silly question. But what are your thoughts on it? Because obviously, we're now getting a an avalanche of information. Uh, everyone's up for Raylo. It's the end of the Skywalker saga. Our boy Pouch is back. So, what are your thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker uh, going into it? Well, I like to think the uh, the Rise of Skywalker will find time to see me. You know, hmm. I, uh, I I don't go seeking uh, no film. Um, I yeah, of course I, I'm going to see it. Um, I, I think I'm in Mexico City when it's out, so I don't fancy seeing it in Spanish. Um, although I've got a few months to learn the lingo, um, so I'll probably end up seeing it. Yeah, there we go. Christmas when could I'm, be when fun. I'm back. I, I'm I'm excited. I'm, I am I'm very excited because I'm not. I guess I'm not angry or bitter or dismayed by recent uh, releases. I'm therefore in the camp positive. But um, I, yeah. no, I just think there's a, there's a lot to be answered. And like you said, if they play their cards right, it could be a wonderful end. It's not just a wonderful film, but it could also really make maybe the bits that people weren't sure about or happy with, with The Last Jedi mostly, uh, make sense, you know, and yeah. therefore make it a bit yeah. more of a complete uh, complete story and trilogy. So, I, I don't get, I try not to, I don't read anything. So I don't read the leaks or anything like that. I watch the trailers. So yeah, I know about Palpatine. Um, but I've seen recently lots of um, link, leaks, uh, you know, so I don't have to either mm. clickbaity uh, titles that I'm just mm. seeing, but I, I avoid all that. So I don't get too insane because I feel like I had the Han Solo death ruined. Yes. We've all seen The Force Awakens by now, right? Um, I feel like I had that <laughs> death ruined. I'm sure I read about that because... It wasn't a surprise to me when it happened. I'm so sure it I was everywhere on the sort internet, of flickered yeah. across that. Yeah. Don't yeah. want that again. Don't want that again. And that's why the last Jedi, in some ways, I respect it so much because man, it was surprising. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Big time. Big time. Okay, Jamie, we know you are a busy man. You're a globe trotter. You're a documentary maker, which is phenomenal, by the way. I think myself, Matt, we adored it. So really, thank you so really much for giving it. it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Giving it to the world. But I have one last question for yeah, you. Yeah, of course. Okay. It's, it's, it's a beefy one, mate. It's a beefy Bring one. On beef. I'm ready. Picture this, mate. You've been offered to play a bad boy, spicy and meaty role in the next Star Wars trilogy, right? The one they're filming in Dagenham or something, right? But I tell you what, here's, here's, here's the thing. You've got to shave your head. Are you going to go through with it? Oh. Well, this is a yeah. problem because I always thought, well, it's a problem anyway, of course, but I always thought that if I was ever to be in a Star Wars film, I'd be a Wookiee. So <laughs> if I've got to shave my head, then I can't be a Wookiee. So, um, well, there we go. Uh, you know, Chewbacca is who I have modelled my appearance on for like the last sort of... Uh, Fifteen years, um, and yeah, I, I, um, I, I probably would. I probably wow. would, to be honest, because do you know what? I'm, yes, I, time, it's time for a change anyway. In in, in my uh, in the hair department in my life, I think you know I've got to move on from this uh, 
Arctic Monkeys circa 2006 <laughs> or 5 <laughs> or 4 even era. Uh, I'm going to move on. I bet I you look good on the dance floor though. Of course, of course, low lights, mate. Uh, I, I did a robot pretty well as well. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I, I probably would because this would be like, one, I'd get to be in a Star Wars film, which is cool. And two, it's made the decision for me. The hair goes. Okay. So, uh, okay. so yeah, I'd do it, I'd do it. And that's an exclusive for you. Well, I'm saddened by that news, Spot to be on, honest. Mate. But uh, I'm, I don't know how I can handle that. I uh, know because Luke has also got a fine mane on him as well. So I feel the two of you could bond over here. Uh, it's nothing on Jamie. Yeah, well. It's nothing on Jamie's, mate. It's like, it's like I'm, I'm like Southend United football club and Jamie's <laughs> up here like, like Barcelona oh, or yeah. something, like up in the yeah, Champions no, League. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure the, about the Galactico that. Also, he loves it. You don't, you, you don't know the, the behind the scenes of my hair. I don't know the behind the scenes of your hair. We only see the kind of, you know, the, the final product. And I live this with guilt true. because I've probably done more damage to the ozone layer than Bon Jovi <laughs> did in the entire 1980s. <laughs> I do more damage in one day. So <laughs> I, 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 have to, I have to live with guilt, you know. That's CFC um, gas. Yeah. Does your, does um, your hair have a name? <laughs> like David. <laughs> <laughs> I've never named my hair, but it's had names from other people, some almost not broadcastable right now, <laughs> uh, to be honest. Um, Here's one exclusive, actually, which an exclusive which nobody will probably care about, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. I'm meeting Laurie tomorrow. I will take it. Are you? I'm no, you're Laurie not. Tomorrow. I am meeting Laurie really? tomorrow. Yeah. When, when, oh, when wow. are you airing this? When are you airing this? This will be going out uh, in next It'll be Monday the Monday the 8th of October. Sorry, sorry, Wednesday right. the 10th. No, Wednesday the 10th, sorry. Wednesday the 10th, yeah, yes. Wednesday I the 10th. I love time travel, because we, yeah, we are essentially talking in the future, but mm-hmm. in the current time, we're... Uh, sorry if I've ruined your uh, as life. No. There is no, there is <laughs> no mistake. Cut, <laughs> cut it out if you want. Um, but anyway, I'm meeting Laurie. Um, he's been on at me a little bit since the film came out, um, because he didn't get the result he wanted, um, and I've granted him... Uh, one more interview, oh. uh, which will just be released <gasps> as a standalone, because he thinks he's got oh. more evidence and, and, and what have you. But he ain't giving up, basically. So give him, yeah. a, give him our regards. Even though we did think it was Martin, but yeah, the Empire Strikes Door again, maybe. But yeah, well, I just just feel like I have to do it. Really, but let's see what he's got to say. Um, so maybe maybe by the time this goes out, it will be on the channel, but maybe not. Either way, it will be interesting. Well, I can't. I know. I'm looking. I know Luke's looking forward to it, and I am. But before we let you go, mate, um, Star Wars. Is there, have you got any? Any? What's next in the Star Wars galaxy for yourself? Have you got any more interviews? Any more documentaries? Any more junkets you're attending? Or uh, well, I won't be doing anything for the Rise of Skywalker because I'll be away. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I, 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 I can't do junkets. They're horror. I don't. I don't know if anyone listening has had an experience of a junket before, but mm-hmm. it's basically the talent as they say, is sitting in a hotel room, a a nice hotel room, and uh, there's a conveyor belt, yeah, of journalists who go in for their three-minute slot, could be a six-minute slot if you're lucky, very lucky, but that also includes getting in the room, breaking the ice, and getting out again, so it's not a six-minute interview or even a three-minute interview if that's your slot. They're just not nice experiences. Nobody wants to be there. You know, the journalists don't enjoy them, and um, I was actually at a barbecue, a christening barbecue after christening, um, the other week when we had some nice weather and um, they didn't just decide to do a christening because the weather was nice obviously <laughs> but that was that was planned anyway and um, Femi was there who's uh, John Boyega's agent yes. and that was the last time we, we met um, at the Last Jedi junket and even he was saying <sighs> I don't know if I should say this even he was saying man 
I hope I'm not at the next one. I really hope I'm not at the next one. And I was like, I ain't going to be at the next one, mate. I ain't going to be now. I'll be in Mexico. But um, yeah, they're just not fun. So I'm kind of not, um, I'm not unhappy to be missing out on all that. Um, so yeah, I won't be doing anything for Rise of Skywalker. But on the channel, oh God, I'm giving you long answers. I'm sorry. On the channel, um, I've been at my mum's for two days. I've just, you know. And I can't talk to them about Star Wars. Wars. I'm just just letting it all out now. Let it all out, Um, man. On to you guys. (laughs) Yeah. um, So on the channel, I've got a few extra Empire Strikes Door bits of content. So there will be the new interview with Laurie, which wasn't (laughs) planned. But there's also going to be another video with uh, more comments from the jury members, particularly the ones you didn't hear from in the film, because there were a lot of them. And I couldn't film everybody. So I'm just going to go into the comments they gave um, to sort of... um, say thank you for their time a bit more as well um but also because they all said some interesting stuff that we didn't get to hear about in the in the documentary um there'll be a few interviews as well uh so mike quinn will be on the channel mm-hmm. who is my numb um and also lee towers <laughs> i think is how you say his surname he's the he's basically like the new mr droid for the disney era films oh, yeah. um he builds a lot of the droids and remote controls yeah. and what have you um and yeah. there's a few more but the one that i'll be releasing next that's not empire strikes door is actually a breaking bad um themed video hopefully in time for the, uh-huh. for the movie that's coming out because i was in albuquerque last year so i ended up going to find Sweet. a lot of locations and stood in, stood in the desert in my, in my pants and you know, um, <laughs> so hopefully get out next get that out next the film jamie stangroom ja- jamie stangroom a man of many talents he wears pants in the desert he's an absolute legend jamie thank you so much for coming on to the podcast mate it means the world to us i know the listeners are gonna love it where can the world find you mate um well i'm on the run but um <laughs> physically um but in terms of electronically you can find me on all of the social media platforms at jamie stangroom i think is what i'm at on all of them yeah including youtube youtube and instagram that's where it's at on twitter yeah so everybody out there listening naughty do go check it go if you haven't seen the empire strikes door well, haven't you seen it? it we, we aren't. We generally aren't blowing smoke. It really is extremely entertaining. We had a great time with it. I've seen it twice now. If you're lucky, Jamie might get Laurie to do a 2019 version of his Stormtrooper song or a music video. Either way, I'll be happy. Just for me. Just send it to me, <laughs> me personally. But um, yeah, everybody go check out Jamie's work. It really is fantastic. And all the best for the future, mate. And thank you so much for coming on. No, thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Jamie. Best wishes, mate. Have a good one. Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for that. Thanks for um, thanks for your time. Thanks for the support. And sorry for my rambly, rambly answers. It happens sometimes. <laughs> no worries at all, mate. That's what we're here for. What, what a lad Jamie Stangroom is. I, I'm so pleased he wanted to come on. I had a great time talking to that man. Absolute king. Absolute king. Um, yeah, and, and not only is he an absolute king, he's a Star Wars legend in the Star Wars Sessions Hall of Fame, as far as I'm concerned. He's right up there. And before we jump anywhere and grab ourselves a little cheeky, cheeky tipple, hair. hair. Whose hair game is stronger? Stan Groom or Bly? Vote now. <laughs> mate, Stan Groom's like, hair has its own personality, mate. So I think that's a given. That is a flipping given. <laughs> well, you did ask if he named his hair, which is probably the greatest quote we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah, 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 definitely. Again, that's up there with my like greatest achievements in life. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. you'll never. It's all down here from here, mate. So uh, speaking of which, yeah, should, it, should we drown it. our sorrows? Uh, should we open this door to the Bantina? Let's do it, geezer. <laughs> look at those! Look at those! 
buff muscles. Yes, hello, look at the Pantina. Uh, oh, there's Jamie over there. Hello, mate. Uh, can we have a couple of Blurg brews, please, geezer? Thank you very much, mate. Oh, naughty. Yeah, I'll just uh, have a pint of Stella. <laughs> yeah, pint of Wella. Nice one, mate. Uh, well, we asked you guys, the best listeners in the galaxy, if you'd seen the Empire Strikes Door, and basically, what did you think of it? Oh, yes, we did. On Twitter, the polls said 67% thumbs up and a 33% thumbs down. Oh, man. Mate, well, Instagram, a little bit different. Results with 92% thumbs up and 8% thumbs down. We like that. Wow. Wow. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. I think that's really good. And again, they're both in the positive. They're all thumbs up. Yeah. Um, Twitter, a bit harsh, but Twitter is a bit more harsh, isn't it? A bit more critical on Twitter. Instagram's you know, It's just one of those things. Um, our dear friend McNamara Jedi said he loved this doc. Must have been a blast to create. Great great job um and joe caster who added really enjoyed this it's amazing how this legendary blooper has endured yeah totally mm-hmm. agree joe caster um whilst ricky aka wookie how gave it two thumbs up yep can't argue guys it is amazing how this has gone on for 40 odd years ami yamato said brilliant doc we finally have an answer this will be a day long remembered uh, and cinema in symphony Said so this has to be the best Star Wars doc out there ever. This is excellent, a must for any Star Wars fan, I agree. And a must for anyone who's been concussed as to who the mystery stormtrooper was. Now we know, excellent documentary. And yeah, I, I agree, whilst there are people out there who may not have liked it, I thought the humour, I generally do think the humour was hilarious. I've listened back to Laurie Good's Stormtrooper song and it still haunts me. It is, uh, it's something else. So if you guys want to listen to Laurie's it's song... special. Yeah. 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 Yeah, enough said. Yeah. Um, right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it, it was awesome. And Jamie put a lot of work into this and it and it shows. Um I had great fun watching yeah. it. And I actually think uh, even my missus, who isn't a massive Star Wars fan, I know, I know, go easy on her. Um she, e- even she enjoyed it. So yeah, I, I thought it was quality. Yeah, we put a, we'll, we'll link to it in our descriptions one more time. We'll keep supporting it because Jamie's a top man and it's a great documentary. As a side note, you can donate donate to Jamie's efforts at Kofi or co-fi.com slash Jamie Stangroom. And Jamie's got merch on sale at Teespring if you fancy supporting his efforts more. And speaking of support, should we jump over and see what's been going on in the world of Patreon, my man? Let's do it, you spicy ledge. All right. Well, first up was KT Stubbs. She said, hello, boyos. So it's that time again. Get those thinking caps on because thanks to Solo, you may have even more favourite moments of Han to choose from. So there it is. Yeah. What is your favourite Han Solo moment? Katie says, uh, surprising one of her, hers is when Han has to swindle his way out of a sticky situation. Which one? It's when he's talking to the Empire over the radio. Everything's fine here. We're doing fine. We're fine. How are you? And then immediately blows up the comm. Boring conversation anyway. I'm not Harrison Ford. Uh, another small show has to be That's Not How The Force Works. Great stuff as always, guys. Much love. Hot emoji. Well, much love back to you, Katie. And thank you for this wicked return, recurring character question. So, uh, Luke. Favourite Han Solo moments or moments? I love you. I know. Oh, I thought you were just talking to me. Banger. (laughs) 
banger. Yeah, that too. Well, thank you, mate. I was talking to everyone, <laughs> but you're definitely up there. Thank um, you, mate. Yeah, mate, absolutely. Like, Han's just got that swagger that you just envy. That guy's just an absolute <laughs> king as a character. Goes hand-in-hand hand, uh, with, with Harrison Ford, really. Yeah. Old Aaron Wright did a fantastic job yes. as, as uh, Han Solo. I'll give him a cheeky little shout-out in the Solo Star Wars story. Um, when uh, Han first meets uh, Chewie and he's speaking in the Kashyyykian. Yes. Um, so sick. <clears throat> Love it. Love it. Is so good. Actually, I don't know if it's like Kashyyykian or Wookiee. How would you... Uh, I don't know. Uh, Maybe it's Wookiee. Yeah, like, I think it's called like sense. Shuri Wook or something like that. Ah, right. Can you okay, do a Wookiee impression? Shuri Wook. <laughs> yes! Yeah, mate. Just off the cuff. Wookie. Off the cuff, smart. He's, he's available um, 10 yeah, but, an hour. There we go, geezers. There we go. I, I, I just love, like... <laughs> I love how cocky Han is. Like, he, how he calls Leia your worshipfulness. Like, just <laughs> stuff like that. Like, it's just really subtle the first and trouble, timeless. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely adore it. Like, that character's written so well. What about you, buddy? <laughs> um, well, Katie had one of mine. It's when he says to Finn, that's not how the Force works. And then says to What you're cold. In Return of the Jedi, when he says, uh, when they tell Han to, you know, keep it on the DL on Endor and he's like hey it's me when he goes to save Luke yeah. on Hoth it shows the nicer side of Han when he slices open the torn torn guts um, to look after his buddy to make sure he's safe um, in in terms of Solo I've mentioned it before it's when when it, just just as he goes to get the coaxium off of Kessel where the spice is where they've got the, the Pike Syndicate spice. dude is standing in front of it and he goes up to him and he's talking to him in Pike language and he just kicks him in the nethers and <laughs> and just you know gets him out of the way and I guess from a uh, book's point of view, it's from Aftermath Life Debt when he helps Chewie liberate his homeworld of Kashyyyk from the Empire. So again, it shows that Han is he's, he's the he's the uh, the pirate with a heart of gold, uh, really. So it, there's a lot of Han Solo moments, to be fair, though. Yeah, he may, he's just a character that just keeps getting better and better the more you watch it. Yeah. But thank you so much for sending that in, Katie. You absolute ledge. Um, up next, we've got a cheeky little Patreon question from none other than Luke Summerfield, the King of Wales, the lad, the king, the goat. The goat. The greatest of all time. The greatest of all time, absolute king. Um, now, Dan would, would argue that. He'd be like, oh, no, the greatest of all time is Lil Wayne. Um, but in this episode, it's Luke Summerfield. Anyway, he asks, marry L337 or become a decraniated servant for Crimson Dawn? Um, so we're going to answer that first. I'm straight up going to go for L3. Whoa. I'd rather keep my, my brain, keep me barnet. <laughs> Your mate. That, that, yeah, that's it. Keep that and um, keep my freedom. Even if L3 is... Um, bit annoying sometimes you know <laughs> you can always you can always find another wife <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> don't tell my missus that no i'm only Hello, joking everybody. i'm i'm i like marriage but no l3 um you could you know she's not gonna last that long is she do you know what i mean it's like she's an old droid she's an old girl she's yeah. an old girl so um yeah i'll take that one mate all day long that's fair enough i mean i heard the words i like marriage as your wife was steering a hole through your back then um yeah yeah, yeah, she's aiming a sniper up my head as we <laughs> yeah. talked. L three for sure, because she probably has an off switch. 
So <laughs> that's it. I'll have a piece oh, of quiet. Yeah. yeah, I should have just said that. Yeah, he or she, whatever. Um, she seems like a joy who's up for a laugh. I think she could have a great time. You could probably sink a few with her. And if any fools try to advance on her man, aka me, she'd take him down. So I'm secure as well. I'm protected. I'm secure. And I'm going to have a good laugh. So the craniated, those punks don't look like they're having a lot of fun. They don't look like they're enjoying themselves so much. So no. And yeah, I'd rather you not become decranated because I won't be able to see that here too often. So yeah, L3 is a win for oh, both of us. Any of, you wouldn't get any of uh, the... I mean, if I'm not there, it'd be inappropriate, really, to do the Bly punts, wouldn't it? I so know, yeah, that's be, the biggest loss. Yeah, and it wouldn't be, wouldn't be funny doing it to someone who only got half a head. Yeah, there we go. Well, it wouldn't, would it? Well, it would be inappropriate. It would. It would be, but it'd be. It'd be like you're making fun of me. And I would never poor try to do that. De-headed man. <laughs> Not out of order, really. Half-headed man. <laughs> no, I, we we certainly wouldn't do that. If you've got half a head out there, but there we go. If you're decraniated, we're still a fan of you. If you're listening and through a decraniated bounce, then we still love you. Um, we've got more questions to come over the coming weeks. And uh, if you saw our Instagram or Twitter this week, you would have seen our uh, good Patreon, Sean, modelling the Star Wars Sessions Patreon t-shirt. Looked mighty fine, if it you ask well me. looked well buff. It did. Beef cake, as Luke would say. But, but Luke's still got one more question, Matt. One more question. He, oh, I'm he said, so sorry. The King of Wales. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. King of Wales. He ain't finished, mate. Royalty. Um, he says... Also, Star Wars Sessions Welsh tour. I mean, I like lamb, and I like. I mean, Welsh maybe beer. if we could, if, if yeah, there we go. If you could get a posse together, and and a decent sized gang, we'd we'll consider going anywhere in the world, mate. If if there's if there is a demand for it, yeah. let's do it, Luke. You sort it out, and we'll get it sorted. Uh, and now, I, does Luke live in South Wales or North uh, Wales? I do believe I it's, it's South North Wales. Wales. <laughs> oh is it alright oh, okay well I've just mucked myself up maybe well, it's myself. like Cardiff or something that's not bad we could do something in Cardiff or like go even to um, where's what's that place in near the Welsh border the English Welsh border they are oh, Puzzlewood oh Puzzlewood in the um, for, Forest of Dean the Forest of Dean show in Puzzlewood where they did The Force Awakens yeah where they filmed mate that would be sweet but there we go A couple of there we go in the so that, that finishes us off the Patreon section. Yes, matey. And anyone out there who wants us to come and do a show with them, get 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 a decent-sized squad. We'll listen to any offers. Uh, oh, last orders at the bar. Okay, we will leave. But yes, thank you so much, guys, for all of your uh, in, your comments, questions, and Patreons. We salute you ever so much. So uh, now, shall we hear from a man with, uh, with the most golden tongue in the world? Of course, mate. Spit it. It's Wednesday. I sense a new session of lads chatting Star Wars, sustaining their pod fans who sit waiting in scores. All the witty banter from Matt and from Luke, if Vader don't slaughter, it's only a fluke. I'll cap each show with a ditty to end it with class. Missing even one podcast would simply be crass. Find me on Twitter at Star Wars Poet, on Instagram and Facebook, at Star Wars Poetry, always Star Wars, always poetry, always original work, posting daily. The man so in touch with the Force and the world around him, he can actually see the air. Curtis, that was a poem all about Star Wars Sessions Wednesday. I feel slightly honoured to have a poem written about us. So good. We asked him to spit and spat he did. <laughs> he spat those beautiful lyrics. He spat Luke's name everywhere. Uh, 
Curtis, mate, we really appreciate having our names immortalised in one of your poems. So thank you so much. And it leads me on to Luke to say, what do we say about that great man? Well, it's only that it's always Curtis and he's always a spicy legend. That's it, mate. That's it. That's what it comes down to. That's life. Boom, 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 boom. Hey, this is Vanessa Marshall, the voice of Harrison Dula from Star Wars Rebels. And you're listening to Star Wars Sessions probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. Right. This week's game, Matt, it's a naughty one. You know what it is? It's a naughty one? It's a naughty one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's simple. Simple as. Hang on, bear with me. I've got some notes somewhere. Okay. This is All right. It's a pretty streamlined one. Yeah, this is professional. Yeah. Well, no, it's not that. You've got notes. Mate. Don't get your hopes up. Come on, it's still Luke Blywalker. <laughs> it's still Luke Blywalker. Well, um, a wild okay, one. Matt. So, so I want to, I want you to imagine this. Right. Okay, we're going to go to the Jedi Temple. Do I have to close my eyes? And, um, yeah, it might help. Okay. It might help. Literally, have my eyes closed. Okay. Because, because you, sir, you're a Jedi in meditation. You're thinking. You're thinking about all those Jedi things. You're thinking, oh my days. Coruscant, it's getting a bit chilly now. Maybe I need to upgrade to some thicker robes. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the robes have togs like they do in our, our land and, um, you know, needs to be a bit thicker. Thicker. <laughs> anyway. Swolo. You're in the Jedi Temple and you're part of a Jedi Council, okay? Mm-hmm. But not the Jedi Council, just a council, just a like council. a Jedi Judicial. A Jedi offshoot. Like a Judicial Council. Okay, and they're saying, look, look, Master Matt, we have a problem. Mm -mm. You go and you say, what can I do to help? Okay, and they go, (laughs) well, Matt, well, Matt, sadly, we have a murderer here (gasps) who killed, who killed a um, poor old, um, what's Babu Frick's race called again? Anzellans. Yep, an Anzellan. Kill one of those baby Anzellan things. He um he drop he drop kicked him off the top of a skyscraper in downtown Coruscant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead, mate. He's gone. Now, the murderer has escaped. Right. Okay. But it turns out, right, with your Jedi wisdom, you're able to figure out Babu, that not not Babu Frick, the um Ari- erosion, erosion, Zelen, uh, the oh, do you know what? Forget it. I'm going to call him Taco, um, Taco, Taco Brick, taco right? Brick. Okay, <laughs> so Taco Taco Brick, <laughs> he's taco. a tiny little creature, right? Taco Brick, tasty okay, here. Actually, was about to murder Yoda, oh. okay, and the and the murderer, quote unquote murderer, yeah, you sense was actually an absolute hero. It was none other than flipping Kit Fisto, Kit okay. Fisto. Now, in in your white, yeah, in your wise, wise and wonderful ways, using the Force, you tell Kit Fisto actually, Kit, you need to hide. There are three rooms. Right. Okay. Ready? Yeah. The first room. The first room is full of raging fires. Okay. <laughs> okay. They're raging unusual fires. fire. They're not normal fires. There may be something to do with at the time the Jedi didn't realise, but it was maybe something to do with like the Sith Temple below them, right? right there are okay. these like ongoing infinity fires. You don't really want to go in there, Fourth but you fire. never know. 
it, it might be the future. It might be Kit might be all right in there. The second there is a room locked up with a bunch of assassins. Ooh. They're IG droids, mate. Blazing they're IG droids. droids. Now, now, you don't know if they're going to kill Kit or not, but, but do you want to take that risk? The third room, the third room, it's a tricky one. Here we go. There is a flock of baby rancors in there <laughs> you haven't eaten for years. <laughs> yes. Which room are you going to direct Kit to? Oh, Kit, mate. Well, oh. see, I like Kit. He's one of the. He's a. He's got a great smile. Uh, he's not yeah, in the fire. He's pretty buff. He's not in the fire because he's hot enough. The assassin droids. Well, for, oh. mm-hmm. right. The flock of baby rancor. I think Kit would. I think Kit would be quite nice to them. In I think he's not the kind of guy who would slaughter first, cuddle second. I think he'd be quite nice to them. And then when they try to yep. you know, eat his leku, I think he. would slice him to pieces I think I think I'd put him with the assassin droids because I think if he is going to perish at least have at least have a test whilst doing it do you know what I mean I think I think he could take down the assassin droids because he's you know he's he is strong with the force he showed that apart from when he went up against Palpatine and (laughs) got handed to him straight away but I'd put him up against the assassin droids because although he did save Master Yoda you know, if 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 Kit Fisto falls to the droids surely it's only going to move me up further in the pecking order (laughs) <laughs> harsh okay that's one way to look a at jedi it jedi craves um, not you know all this stuff but i do <laughs> matt are you ready to hear your answer whether it's right or not <sighs> go your answer matt was wrong <laughs> what's the right answer the right answer was the third room the baby rancors the flock of baby rancors that flock. hadn't eaten for years and why is because that? Because they like? hadn't eaten, they hadn't eaten for years. They starved to death. <laughs> oh, That's it. That's no, it. They were dead. So either way, Kitisto dies. No, no, no. Because he all he needs to do is hide in the room for the time being. So it was it was a flock of dead baby rancors, oh, but they just yes. hadn't eaten for years. Yeah. So if he, Whereas, if he, if he hides every year, yeah, they can't eat him. You savage. No, that's all I'm thinking. No, no, because they would have been dead. They'd eaten for years, so they're dead. So if you went into that room, there's just baby rancor skeletons. It would smell. Yeah, maybe there's maybe there's flesh like that, or maybe they've it's just completely all done for. <laughs> I mean, he could have survived the IG droids, but you know, it's a hard option match. I don't know. And plus, why would I mean? Really, he wants to survive because he wants to get slayed down by palps. Yeah, Papa I suppose yeah, he wants to go down to a real enemy, and he did get taken up like yeah. a fool in Revenge of the Sith. Big time, of course he did. He got taken down like an absolute schmuck. But then I can't ascend to the Jedi Council if he still lives. True, touche. But there we go. There's our game <laughs> for this week, if you can call it that. But I thought I'd try and mix up. Mate, okay. if someone's go. got a right or wrong answer, <laughs> it's a game, mate, and I like it. Love it, mate. Love it. Right, well, and it, guys. Would you have let Kit Fisto get slaughtered by a bunch of droids thrown in a fire? Or would you let, let him just basically bathe in the smell of dead baby rancors? But I still contend that I was right because I want to be on the council one day. Yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. I'll give you that one. You Thank spicy you, little nugget. He says that, but you all know that he doesn't really. Um, well, sadly, guys, <laughs> that is that for this belter of an episode of Star Wars Sessions. 
the fun doesn't end there. We've had Jamie Stangham on the show. The fun never ends. No one's ever really gone. Where can the world find us, Master Bly Walker? Well, they can find us on Twitter at Star Wars Session with no S at the end. That's at Star Wars Session on Twitter. They can slide into our galactic DMs on Instagram at Star Wars Sessions with an S on the end. So that's at Star Wars Sessions on Instagram. Or feel free to drop us a voice note or a cheeky little message to our email address, which is S. WS at what I watch tonight.co.uk. Email us at SWS at what I watch tonight.co.uk. And if you want to support our show further, check out our extra content, listen to the upcoming podcast, listen to the Journal of Luke Blywalker, listen to Jibber Jabber with Jabber the Hurt. Killed it. <laughs> Go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars sessions. I can't kill it that well, but I'll try. We're on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. If you love the show, you know, consider giving us a, a good rating on your podcast provider of choice because it helps to show out more than you know. Uh, and it means the world to me and Luke, as does your continued support. So thank you, guys. Yes, absolutely. And please... Tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your mates, tell your cats, tell the bloke who used to work at the Ben and Jerry store that shut down and got relocated to the neighbouring town. Tell your Ewok, tell your cousin, the more the merrier. The castle runs spicier. Tell Laurie Good. This is the podcast you are looking for. So until next time, from me, it's Sia, and from Luke. May the force be with you, always. Luke! Essex-based podcast heroes... Abu Frick, a tiny droid smith working among the spice runners of Kajimi. He's also a little cutie. Tell that to Kanja Club.